Hi everyone, I'm Ashley and I've teamed up with the Cara Project this week to write uh, this week's Bible study on the Unforgiving Servant Parable. And as the title suggests, this parable is all about forgiveness. So before we dive in, I just want to take a couple minutes and set up the parable this week and get everyone in the habit of constructing the framework in which we should view this story, specifically through the lens of context, history, author, reading the passage, and then applying it to our lives. So let's get started on context. Uh, Jesus and his disciples, they were traveling through Galilee and they entered into Capernaum. Capernaum was incredibly significant in Jesus's Galilean ministry. In Matthew 4.13, we receive insight that Jesus had moved there from Nazareth after he was tempted by Satan in the desert. Uh, Jesus even went as far as to call it, call it his own city. He was in Capernaum when he uh, met five of his future disciples, including Matthew, the author of the book. He was taking the time to teach his disciples. Um, in verse 21, Peter goes to Jesus and he asks how many times he needs to forgive someone who has sinned against him. This is the framework or the context in which Jesus gives us the parable. It also helps us to construct a lens in which we can view the story. The parable is given to illustrate a very important point on forgiveness. So let's move to history. The two important things to understand about Jewish history with this story. First, Peter's question about forgiveness shows that he doesn't fully understand Jesus's approach on forgiveness yet. In verse 21, Peter asks, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother or my sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Peter is going beyond the requirement of the law, which is given in Amos 1-4, that forgiveness should be granted for three transgressions. However, Jesus wanted to show him a deeper understanding of forgiveness. Secondly, Jesus offers, or I'm sorry, Jesus often uses illustrations when speaking to an audience that they would have been familiar with. Historically in Jewish culture, when you owed a debt and you were unable to pay, you were placed in jail until you were able to offer complete payment on your debt, or you and all that you owned were sold into slavery to recoup some of the debt owed. Let's move on to author. The author of the book is Matthew, who is also a disciple of Jesus. Before Jesus called him, he was a Jewish tax collector in Capernaum. His audience and his focus was primarily to the Greek-speaking Jewish world and showing that the Messiah, Jesus, was the King of Israel who came to fulfill Old Testament prophecies. Most scholars agree that Matthew's account of the gospel was written between 50 and 90 AD. So there are three questions that I like to ask myself whenever I'm reading a passage. The first is, what is the passage saying? What does the passage mean? And what does it mean to me? What I like to do when I answer these three questions is read through the passage entirely, then read it a second time, taking my time the second time through, perhaps in a couple different translations. It's helpful to diversify the translations also. So for example, having a word for word or a literal translation, such as a King James version or a New American Standard, and then a thought for thought, like a New International Version or a New Living Translation. Uh, those are good ones. Paraphrase versions can also be really helpful, like the Living Bible or the Message. But the important thing is pick one from each. Don't do two word for word or two thought for thought, something like that. Have one of each. Um, I focus on things that stand out. I make a note of that, like a word or something. 
Um, and then there are also resources like Vine's Dictionary or Strong's Concordance that you can look these up and broaden your understanding of those Greek words in the New Testament. Um, and then like phrases in the passage and where else you can find those uh, in scripture to help develop deeper understanding. On the CARA website, thecaraproject.com, in the content library under recommended resources, there are links to these books. And uh, so if you like them in paper or if you're looking for a free resource, you can find them online, uh, blueleatherbible.com. They have a link to that as well. That's a wonderful resource. Um, so as you move through the study, be thinking about the historical interpretation and the application into your life. The application of this parable is both broad and incredibly beautiful. The prominent themes of the story are mercy, grace, and forgiveness. Grace is unmerited favor. It's receiving something that we don't deserve, while mercy is not receiving something that we do deserve. Forgiveness is shown by the king without any merit on the part of the servants. That indicates the enormous grace of God. And yet, there is a severe warning given by Jesus about the fate of those who are unwilling to show a fraction of the mercy that is freely given to them. The natural response to understanding these gifts of grace, mercy, and forgiveness is gratitude. I hope this parable broadens your understanding of who God is and just how much he loves you. Thanks for listening.